Thank you for your presence today. God cares for you. Be anxious for nothing. God shall supply all your need. Do not worry about what you will eat, drink, or put on. The promises in these words come from God. If we believe in Him, His word, and His promises, why do we worry? God has everything in control, just as He did yesterday, just as He will tomorrow, and just as He has right now. Listen closely as Pastor Rander encourages us to replace worry with trust. Have your Bible pen and paper handy. Let us pray. And Father, we thank you for this divine privilege to stand and preach your gospel one more time. I'm so humbled by this divine privilege. Now, through your Holy Spirit's power, I need you now. Only you can help me. I pray that you would embolden me to preach with power, authority, and wisdom. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, Amen. Well, we've been in a series for a number of weeks, and uh, I've been thankful for the divine revelation that God has been giving from his word. And I hope you've been blessed by these series of messages. If you have your Bible, would you be so kind enough to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And the text reads, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? And which of you by worrying can add even one hour to his life? And why worry about your clothing Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Today's trouble is enough for today. And from this particular passage of scripture, I want to continue the theme that I've been preaching a number of weeks, which is trust God and do not worry. Trust God and do not worry. Well, what happens when Christians worry? What happens when Christians worry? 
Number one, when Christians worry, we fail to enjoy the blessings from God today. When Christians worry, we fail to enjoy the blessings from our Lord today. And it's right in the text. It says in Matthew six thirty four. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. In other words, you don't have to delve off into tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough issues of its own. We, we're doing good if we can just do the best we can in this 24 hour period that he has given us. Beloved, refuse to be overly concerned about tomorrow, but rather you need to trust the Lord and allow him to help you make the most of this very day, which is a gift from God to you. Worrying about tomorrow causes us not to enjoy the blessings that God has for you today. I say it again because that's so important. Worrying about tomorrow causes us not to enjoy the blessings that God has for us this very day, resulting in our being less productive because we're off into tomorrow. When you're off into tomorrow, your thoughts are in tomorrow, then you lose your focus in today. Because your energy is spent on tomorrow. You're not maximizing the precious gift of time today because you're spending so much time being consumed by tomorrow. And tomorrow is not even a guarantee to you. So we need to make the most of the day he has given us and be thankful. What happens when Christians worry? Number two, if you doubt the trustworthiness of scripture, you will worry if you doubt the trustworthiness of Holy Scripture, you will worry. When we fail to trust Christ and depend exclusively, I mean exclusively upon the authoritative word of God, which is reliable and sufficient, then we will doubt the word of God is, is trustworthy The word of God is authoritative. The word of God is reliable. The word of God is sufficient. Uh, And when you uh, somehow lose focus on the sufficiency of Scripture, the reliability of Scripture, the authority of Scripture, the trustworthiness of Scripture, then you will doubt. Then you will worry. When you fail to realize just how trustworthy the scripture is, you will become confused, deceived, which will result in you misrepresenting Christ before an unlooking world. The world is watching us and they should be watching us because the world, uh, they don't read a Bible. Your life is the only Bible they will read. And I hope they're getting a good message, a biblical message from the life of yours. Uh, Verse 25a says, that is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Verse 31a says, so don't worry about these things. Verse 34 also says, so don't worry about tomorrow. Verse 25, don't worry. Verse 31, don't worry. Verse 34, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. This is Jesus saying it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. He keeps repeating himself. You know why? Because he knows we are prone to worry. Worrying is the most common sins of believers. I believe the sin of worry is at epidemic proportion, especially now. 
And when we take our eyes off Jesus and we drift from his word, we will worry. And so God keeps hammering at home. Don't you worry. And when you believe what the word of God says and don't doubt it, then worry will not get the best of you. The Bible is trustworthy. You can count on the word of God. What happens when we worry? Thirdly, beloved, you must not worry because you have absolutely nothing to gain from worrying, but you have everything to lose should you worry. Again, you must not worry because you have absolutely, I mean absolutely nothing to gain from worrying, but you have absolutely everything to lose if if you worry. You see, worry results in headaches. When you worry, then depression will come upon you. When you worry, it results in stomach problems. Worry will bring on ulcers, loss of sleep, anger. Worry will bring on problems with circulation, heart issues. The glands and the whole nervous system will become dysfunctional because of worry. Emotional Issues is a byproduct of worry, physical sickness, high blood pressure, and even death is a result of worry. Worrying is dangerous. <laughs> now, if worry is this damaging, then why are you so persistent on doing it? Why are you so persistent on self-destructing? You see, and that's why Jesus in this sermon, uh, as he speaks to his audience, says, don't worry. In the book of Daniel, chapter two, verse one, it says, now in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him and uh, because his heart was so troubled. And let me say, let me tell you something. When you, when you lie down with a troubled heart, even the pills can't put you to sleep. You'll toss and turn all night long. You'll roll over. You, you, you're just exhausted and, and just tired in the morning because you haven't had any sleep because you worried yourself all night long, forgetting that God is able to take those problems and resolve them like only he can do. Because of the impact that worry has on the body, it will decrease one's quality of life as well as your lifespan. You know, even as you live, you have a poor quality of life because of worry, and you will shorten your lifespan because of worry. Worry will not even add not only one hour to your life, Worry will not even add one minute or even one second to your life. So why do we waste the time to worry? Matthew 6, 27 says, and which of you by worrying can add even one hour to your life? Number four, worry will usher in a spirit of fear. Worry will usher in a spirit of fear. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. 
Now, we love that that portion of this verse that says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. And that is so true. But we miss out on the richness of the latter part of that verse. So if he he says, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but what I've given you is power, love and a sound mind, power, love and a sound mind. My friend, if our trust is not in God alone, we are destined to fear. We are destined to become confused when we don't trust in the power of God. We lose our focus and strength. The scripture says he has given us power, which is to be emboldened by God. Power is that's dunamis to be strengthened by God, to be empowered by the enabling power of the Holy Spirit through the challenges of life. God has also given us love in that verse. It says not only has given us power, but he's given us love. Love is wrapped up in this particular verse as well. God has given his children the capacity to love him through the issues of life. We need to keep on loving God, holding on to God, trusting God. Your love for God and people should be put on display, especially as you go through the adversities of life. Allow me to say it like this. Through the power of God, you must love people regardless of their life choices. Let me say it again. Through the power of God, you must love people regardless of their life choices. Even when they go against your example, your instructions, even when your children go astray from your biblical teachings, you got to realize at the end of the day, you can't control your children once they're out of your house. Matter of fact, it's difficult to control them while they're in your house. And uh, you sure can't control the congregation. You can't control those under your authority on the job. Uh, you might think you can, but it's, it's most difficult. Your love for God will keep you from being overtaken by anger. When you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you'll not be overtaken by anger. You, when your love for God is, is passionate, you'll not be overtaken by bitterness. When you really love God with a deep love, you'll not be overtaken by discontentment. You'll not be overtaken by blame. When you really love God the way he truly wants you to love him, you'll not be overtaken by unforgiveness and you'll be not overtaken by hate and such things. You must continue to love people through their issues as well as your own issues. You have issues. People have issues. People come to the house of God with problems. Family have issues. Your family members have problems and we need to love them through their issues and and do whatever we can to help them through God's holy word. Believers, if you have a deep relationship with Christ, not a surface relationship, not a shallow relationship. If you have a deep abiding relationship with Christ, he infuses you with a sound mind. I like that. He gives you a sound mind. You say, what is a sound mind? A sound mind is a stable mind. It's not loose. It's not wavery. It's not wishy-washy. 
It's not all over the place. You know, he says, I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but I have given you a sound mind. A sound mind is a rational mind, a mind that thinks clearly. A sound mind is a is a balanced mind. It's, it's not extreme. A sound mind is a mentally healthy mind. And that's what we need in our society uh, is people who have a mentally healthy mind, a whole mind, a sound mind. A sound mind, it is a mind to exercise good judgment in decision making. A sound mind exercises good judgment in decision making and thinks on good things. Since God does not give us a spirit of fear, then we can safely conclude that it is from the enemy when you are fearing and fretful. Fear is from the enemy and your enemy is the devil. My friend, are you revealing fear or faith during these troubling times? Are you revealing fear or faith through these troubling times? You are either doing one or the other. Number five, when Christians worry, they become more vulnerable to receive and accept bad counsel. When you're worried, you are more vulnerable to receiving and accepting bad counsel. Psalms number one, verse 1a says, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, be it known to you today, any counsel you receive from others need to be sifted through the word of God. Any counsel that you receive from anyone needs to be sifted through the word of God. If not, you will make bad decisions even with the best of intentions. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You know why he's a fool? He won't receive counsel. He's headstrong. He's hearty. Nobody can tell him nothing or her nothing. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. He, he just want to do it his way to his own demise. But a wise man listens to advice. In the midst of a crisis is no time to be receiving ungodly counsel. In the midst of this plague, is no time to be receiving ungodly counsel, worldly counsel. This is not time for you to be receiving carnal counsel. This is not time for you to be receiving secular counsel, a philosophical counsel, and even psychological counsel, or even counsel from the media or talk shows. Everyone has a word. <laughs> even the devil has a word, but it's to your own demise. I submit to you today, my friend, that biblical counseling transcends all other counseling. Now, the world doesn't like to hear that, and this is not politically, politically correct, but it is the gospel truth. Uh, biblical counsel transcends all other counseling because it is supernatural in origin and it is spiritually therapeutic to the body and soul. <laughs> that is so, so much 
wisdom in that. That is so much the truth that is worth repeating again. Biblical counseling transcends all of the counseling because it is supernatural in origin and is spiritually therapeutic to the body, soul, and spirit. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 says, all scripture is breathed out by God, is from God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction. The word of God will make those spiritual adjustments on you and for training in righteousness. The word of God will train you up in righteousness, help you to behave righteously, uh, help you to think righteously before the true and living God. Romans chapter 15, verse four says, for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. This Bible is for our learning. This Bible is for our instruction, for our spiritual growth, for us to obtain spiritual understanding, uh, for our training in righteousness, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. The Bible is the greatest source of hope. And that's why the devil will do anything he can to keep you from the Bible. It is the book of books. It is the book of hope. It is a book of encouragement. It is a book of salvation. It is the gospel truth. It is infinite truth. It is supernatural truth. And in it, it is hope for a hopeless world. Psalms 16 verses 7 through 8 says, I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. Ah, did you get that? Psalm 16, seven, verse eight. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. I like to ask you a question. Where are you getting your counsel from? And when people tell you these, come up and giving you instructions and saying, this is what you ought to do. You ought to ask, ask them, where did that come from? <laughs> where did that originate from? I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will, look, I know, I shall not be shaken. When you get your counsel from Almighty God, you will not be shaken. The coronavirus will not shake you. The schemes of the devil will not shake you. The downfall of the economy won't shake you. Bad news won't shake you. You know why? Because you get your, your counsel from God and therefore you're being confident in the midst of a troubled world. Number six, when Christians worry, we become angry at God. That's the danger of worry. When Christians worry, we become angry at God, we become angry at ourselves, and we also become angry at others. That's what make worrying so dangerous. Job chapter two, verses nine through 10 says, then his wife, whose wife? Job's wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Uh, this righteous man lost his family, he lost his livestock, he, he, he lost everything, lost his health. He, he incurred so much losses, until his wife said, why don't you curse God and die? Ah, uh, bad counsel. 
You bad, bad counsel can come from anyone. It can come from a favorite uncle, a favorite nephew, a, a cousin, a brother, a wife, a friend, a sorority person, a fraternity person, another member of the church. Satan can speak through people and give you bad counsel. Uh, Mrs. Job said, curse God and die. And that's when the devil comes. He comes, he comes when you're down. He comes, he comes when he thinks he has you. But verse 10, but Job said to Mrs. Job, his wife, her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? He said, in other words, he said, why not receive the bad? We have no problem in receiving the good. And that's a principle we can learn here today. Uh, who says that we shouldn't have a plague or we shouldn't have the flu come upon us or we shouldn't have an earthquake or a hurricane? All of this. They say, why are these things coming upon us? You got to realize all of this is rooted all the way back in Genesis when Adam and Eve sinned against God. Uh, all of this came as a result of sin. Had there been no sin in the world, we wouldn't have that viruses and plagues and all this. People saying, where did all this come from? It came uh, from the entrance of sin through the disobedience of Adam and Eve. That's where it came from. You don't have to chase theories and all these kinds of things. It goes all the way back to Genesis. So Job says, shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Wow. In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory and his will for our lives. Therefore, we have no need to fear even through trials, tribulations, and the coronavirus. We must stand firm on God's word, which commands us to be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.